Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's roll. It's the Twisted Tuesday. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gabriel Moretz. We're in the level three right now. 87-84 for the Miami Heat over the Portland Trailblazers. Eight and a half minutes left in this basketball game. In-game total is 208 and a half. Um, so they're at 171. Meanwhile, the Oklahoma City Thunder is starting to pull away a little bit. They're up by 14 right now. I think uh, I don't think this is going to end well. I think Houston, we will have a problem. Uh, we're on the Vancouver Canucks. They're winning 3-2, but we're also on the under 6.5. There's been more goals than we would like. The third period is just starting right now as we speak. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have a 3-2 lead. The um, in-game number right now, in-game total is 7.5. So it's 7.5 minus 170 the under. If you like the over, it's plus 140. Uh, the Canucks are minus 450 favorites despite only being up by one goal. But you can lay one and a half of the Canucks at minus 115 uh, in this game. So we got our boy uh, Wes Clayton's going to step up and in. We'll get into um, some college basketball. We'll get some overnight numbers, some NBA overnight numbers as well. It was a crazy game tonight in uh, in Cleveland. Really, really fun game. You know, people are critical of the NBA, uh, but the NBA has been um, pretty lit this week as far as the physicality. Last night was insane with the Knicks and the Pistons ending in which the, the Knicks basically tackled the Pistons, stole the ball, and scored. <laughs> it wasn't called. Uh, tonight, Josh Hart got smoked in the mouth by Zion Williamson. They didn't call it. Um, people were getting tackled at the end of the Cleveland and Dallas game, and they didn't call it. And it's funny. I see Twitter blowing up. Shout out to everybody joining us on Sirius XM. Channel 159, this is Sportsrage. I'm Rancy. We're in the level three right now. Let's do this thing. Crazy night in the association uh, tonight. We're not done yet. Um, there's still, there could be some drama coming up uh, here, although we don't really have too many close games. Miami are up five over Portland right now with under eight minutes remaining. And it's 92 to 78 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're up 14 with eight and a half. We're going to have to hope for a backdoor cover. Uh, with the Houston Rockets. They are going to the free throw line. We're going to overtime right now in Fresno. It's uh, 65-65. Utah State comes back. They were big favorites on the road. They've been trailing all night. And uh, they they came back. They're sending the game to overtime right now. We're going to jump in on Utah State to win this game. All right. They're minus 160 on the money line. 
We're going to jump in on the Aggies right now to win this game. I think the momentum uh, will continue. Oh, Fresno just scored the first basket, so we're getting uh, plus 100 suddenly here right now. Fine. Utah State, plus 100. We're down 67-55. Uh, 67-65. Let's get it. We jumped in on the over of the Nevada-Colorado State game. That number just keeps climbing right now. We're up to 146 and a half. They're, they're, they're at 102 points right now, guys, and there's still 10 minutes left in this game, and both teams are in the bonus. There's going to be points in this game. Like, there's this game is going to go over this inflated number of 146 and a half even right now, I think. There's going to be, a, you know, every time there's a foul for the next 10 minutes, they're going to the free throw line. Both teams. That's the, the, the over-better's dream when you're looking for an in-game bet. So... I recommend getting in on the over 146 and a half. We told you a 136 and a half, but I still like it right now. Uh, Nevada are up 55-50 on Colorado State. And as long as we're here, let's start spraying the board. We're going to pull the trigger on um, Colorado State plus four and a half in this game. All right, they've cut the lead to five right now. I think this game's going to come down to the wire. And, you know, like I said, look at Utah State and Fresno. These guys just ended up going overtime. Utah State are up 68-67 uh, right now. Man, the Oklahoma City Thunder are pulling away from Houston right now, for real. 96, we're watching the demise. <laughs> Houston, Houston are dying a death right in front of us here right now. It's not good. Like, it's Oklahoma. Man, this, that was a bad bet by me. Just point blank, bad bet. I've been pretty good at jumping in on these underdogs and stuff, but... This was just a bad bet. I don't know what I was thinking. Houston are starting to fade a bit. Houston haven't been playing their best basketball. I thought the number was a little inflated tonight, but it really isn't. Oklahoma City are that good at drilling teams, right? Oklahoma City have won five in a row. They've covered all five games. They they pretty much murder you, and they're they're winning big all the time, and they're winning big right now. It's 96-79 with seven and a half minutes left uh, in this game. And the total has no hope of getting there to the 234. It's 211 and a half uh, right now. So that's why we're starting to pull the trigger. We're doing what every professional does um, after losing a bet. Chase hardcore on the way out. <laughs> keep keep pushing. Jump in. Let's go. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are pressing the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins right now. They're up 3-2. Ideally, Vancouver wins this game 4-2, 3-2, 4-2. We've got the Canucks to win the game, and we've got under uh, six and a half. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustle, and everybody else in between. Level three is begun. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, SoCal in the house, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio and Television networks there's a lot of stuff uh to break down uh this evening the nfl combine has begun the rumors are flying fast and furious the chicago bear general manager uh is on the interview uh circuit and it seems like a all but a done conclusion that they will be trading justin fields and taking caleb williams will tell you why we believe that uh, to be the case. Shohei Otani made his debut uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, today, and there was a lot of hype 
The expectations are high. And you could probably argue that this is the most, you know, hyped up and cactus league game ever, right? So Shoei Otani's first at-bat, he strikes out looking, all right, in the first inning. And his third at-bat, he hits a two-run home run. He goes one for three on the day. The Los Angeles Dodgers closed at minus 300 favorites, the lunacy of it all. Last night we talked about the craziness and how the Dodgers are going to be massive favorites against, like, pretty much everybody when they play bad teams, really big favorites uh, this year. I can't recall ever a minus 300 in a preseason exhibition baseball game uh, before. And suddenly the the Dodgers are down 4-1, but they come back, they win 9-6, they win the baseball game, and they haven't lost the baseball game yet, uh, actually. And it's not their star players getting it done. It's, you know, it's these young kids getting it done at the back end. But the Otani era begins, and it really kind of upset me. It was bittersweet when he hit the home run because – I was looking for a home run prop, but they don't have home run props for Cactus League games. But you knew damn well Otani was going to hit a home run uh, today. And let's just uh, remember, put it put it uh, in a notepad with the Sharpie. Remember to take Otani to hit a home run in the season opener because you know he's going to. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Let's do this thing. This is Sports Rage. I am Rancy. Utah State and Fresno State have gone to overtime. It's one of these wild nights tonight in college basketball, specifically in the Mountain West. 76-73 right now for Utah State over Fresno. We jumped in on Utah State plus 100. You guys were with us a couple of minutes ago when we did this. They're up a three spot right now with 34 seconds left, so we'll keep our eye on this. Nevada and Colorado State, the Wolfpack are up 61-54 with seven and a half left uh, right now. Looking for the upset. The dogs are barking. So far, San Jose State is lingering and hanging with the Aztecs, but is it going to continue? Probably not. And San Diego State are currently minus 17 and a half right now. They're up by seven at the break. It's 29-22. 
normally you guys know I would be like, oh, that's a lot of points. Look, we talked about it with Texas Tech getting the 20 and a half when they were getting smashed and they covered the number on the way out. But I don't think that San Jose State are going to hang around in this game. I think I think San Diego State will pull away as the game goes on. So for me, it would be to lay the 17 and a half um, uh, or, or pass on it. In-game total is 122 and a half uh, right now. So the the combine has begun, and uh, J.J. McCarthy is uh, one of the few quarterbacks. It seems like everybody's scared to actually do anything, but J.J. McCarthy is not scared to do anything. Yet, for whatever reason, J.J. McCarthy is is the is a player that is in some sort of, like people are talking about him like he's some sort of long shot to succeed and he's not a 27 and one quarterback that just like lost one game in the last two years at the highest level of college football. And for the people that argue too about like, well, Michigan were good. I don't know. Michigan, did they win without him? No, (laughs) no, they didn't. Right. They're pretty good before they didn't win without JJ McCarthy. So there's a lot. uh, JJ McCarthy gets a lot of negativity from the media and from uh, from people online, but people in the NFL are falling in love with J.J. McCarthy. Davis Maddock was on Scott Farrell's show today. Mike Carver in for Farrell. Um, let's see what Davis Maddock and Carver were saying about J.J. McCarthy. You brought up J.J. McCarthy. I agree with you. Like, I think if I was a fan of a team that drafted him in the first round to be my franchise quarterback, I, I think I would be upset. Davis, to be quite honest with you, I don't see the fascination with him. And maybe it's because we didn't get to see him run the same style of offense as these other guys being at Michigan. And it was so heavy run and they were up by so much all the time and seen every excuse in the book. But he just doesn't excite me the way that Jaden Daniels uh, excites me or the way that Michael Penix Jr. excites me. I, I just don't see it. And I'm going to be stunned when someone takes him in the first 10 or 15 picks. Well, it definitely sounds like that's happening, right? It, uh, pretty much every NFL insider, everyone who knows, suggests that not only is that possible, but that some teams might even prefer him to Drake May. I mean, I think you would have to be like almost clinically insane to prefer him to Drake May. I, I, I watched a bunch of Drake May stuff yesterday just to kind of get a sense and he is like what everyone says about him is true which is that he he really is kind of in that same vein of josh allen justin herbert like he doesn't care about playing under control he wants you know he wants to run he wants to make guys miss he wants to take some hits and there are some throws on his resume that are he definitely would want back right i mean there's this great play uh conference game where he's getting sacked transfers the ball over to his left hand and throws it into the end zone for the tight end for a touchdown, but obviously could have very easily been intercepted. Whereas like, you know, you know what teams are hoping JJ McCarthy is they're hoping they take him out of the box and he is just Brock Purdy, right? So he comes out of the box and he executes the offense and he kind of makes some things happen because McCarthy did run a little bit at Michigan, but you know, I, 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 I'm with you. Like that just doesn't, that's, I'm not excited to get up in the morning and watch, you know, Brock Purdy 2.0 play really. Because this isn't fantasy football. It's about winning football games, not about what's exciting, right? Is Jane Downs exciting? Okay. So 
Let's save the tape of Carver saying that he thinks Michael Penix is going to be a better NFL quarterback than J.J. McCarthy. You mean the same Michael Penix that just got his ass handed to him by J.J. McCarthy and the Michigan Wolverines? That Michael Penix? If anyone's going to fall to draft, it's going to be Michael Penix. But like I said, there's no one ever really has some sort of like the knock on the knock on J.J. McCarthy is that Michigan didn't throw the ball 50 times a game. And as we've talked about, it's much harder for a quarterback to have to throw the ball in critical situations and only throwing the ball 17 times in a game or 20 times in a game, as opposed to dropping back. Like Drake may drop back. Yeah, Drake may could be reckless because he played in a bunch of stupid, meaningless, freaking football games that nobody cared about. It's pretty simple. Let's just be real. I'm calling out for what it is. Is Drake may a good athlete and talent? Sure. You know what, guys? Sam Howell set all kinds of records, too, right, at North Carolina? So, I, you know, I'd be careful, like, you know, before you buy into this. And one thing we'll say, you don't know, you can't judge any of this stuff. So none of us know. Everyone has a hot take and stuff. We'll, we'll know in years. We'll know in a couple of years. Right? Baker Mayfield went before Josh Allen. So did Sam Darnold. How did that work out? Right? Lamar Jackson was the last quarterback taken in that, in, uh, in the last first round. He's the one winning MVPs. So don't, like, people buy into this pre-draft hype stuff and mock drafts and they're, oh, this guy's great, this guy sucks. What I always love hearing, though, is when people break this stuff down, when they say, I started watching this, like, now, or the more I watch J.J. McCarthy, so what? Like, you need to start watching now? You weren't actually watching the best team in college football play? Like, if you're catching up now, but the knocks on J.J. McCarthy, I've heard people say that, well, he's small. He's 6'3 and 200 pounds. He's 21 years old. He just turned 21. Like, I don't know if this is like, come as a shock to people, but he's going to get bigger. <laughs> um, the other one, here, here it is. This is on Walter Football, who actually has J.J. McCarthy going to the Broncos. Uh, McCarthy lacks passing instincts. Some NFL um, sources have compared him to Will Levis and Daniel Jones. Well, in reality, he completed 72% of his passes. And they weren't like uh, dink and dunk passes either. If you look at the yards per average and stuff, and in fact, it was like third in the, in the, in the country. Um, he completed 72% of his passes, 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, 27 and one record. The year before, he had 22 touchdowns and five interceptions, and he had five touchdowns on the ground. Ran for uh, 306 yards. Listed at six foot three, 196 pounds in college. We've heard that he could come in at 210 this week, in that in that sort of range. But I find it comical that somehow he's labeled like he's too he's too small at six three. You know, Joe Burrow, 6'3", 215 pounds, just for the record. But J.J. McCarthy's too small at 6'3", 200, at, at 21 years old. Okay. Like I said, for whatever reason, people, I don't know why he's like a target. Everyone, you know, you want to elevate other players and stuff like that. But we've been telling you time and time again, point blank, that we think that he's being going to go to the Vikings or the Broncos. I'm starting to think he could end up going to the Falcons with the eighth pick uh, as well, right? So 
J.J. McCarthy, love it or hate it, he is going to be a top. I think he's going to be a top 12 pick. No, no, I don't think he gets past the Raiders at 13. And it will depend on a situation that he's in. But I'll go on record. We have a lot of time before the, you know, the draft coming up. But J.J. McCarthy will be the winningest quarterback out of all these quarterbacks in this draft. And it won't even take that long. He'll just be that guy. Like So basically, like David said, I'm not looking forward to watching the next Brock Purdy play. Brock Purdy's been to the NFC Conference Championship game in the Super Bowl the last two years. Like I said, this isn't fantasy football, bro. This is about winning games. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. I was talking about um, NFL draft experts online and stuff, and here's uh, here's our guy Sean in our chat here. Says J.J. McCarthy uh, sucks. He was blown out by Georgia. He didn't play against Georgia. That was Kate McNamara. Uh, just just for the record, but don't let facts get in the way of uh, of anything. Uh, speaking of facts, the Pittsburgh Penguins are tied with the Vancouver Canucks right now, three three. And speaking of facts, the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to wreak havoc on the world. Uh, this year they already are let's bring in a sniper west right now from the sniper picks and um west i couldn't uh, help but bet on the dodgers uh, today like a mark at minus 155 on the run line but they end up winning the game nine six so toddy hits a two-run home run in his third at bat he goes one for three with the two-run shot dodgers win nine six but they were down four one at one point in this game but they storm back and they win the baseball game, and they're now 5-0-1 in Cactus League play. They haven't lost a game so far this year already. Unbelievable start, even though these games don't mean anything. And it's not like it's the Dodger sort of minor leaguers and stuff that keep scoring these late runs uh, in the game. But it's pretty crazy that they haven't lost a preseason game yet. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, a beautiful majestic home run it was hit by Shohei Otani might I add um 
I mean, you got Betts, you got Freeman, you got Otani. It honestly could be the best one, two, three punch in the history of Major League Baseball if these guys could stay healthy. That's that's my big concern. They got to stay healthy. I like the staff. I mean, you got Yamamoto. I think he's going to be good. You got Bueller coming back. You have Blast now. Uh, we got Paxton also. Kershaw's back. Kershaw had a good year last year. He just got blown up in the playoffs. So, I mean, if he can muster up some magic, so to speak, I don't know. I think we're going to. I think we're going to be really good this year, Gabe. Um, I was actually looking at some futures before I came on here. So you got the Dodgers right now. So World Series odds, you got Dodgers plus 300. You got Braves plus five. Astros plus eight. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think I like the National League this year. So, I mean, I think you throw 100 down on the Dodgers, 100 down on the Braves, and one of them win, you're going to make money. You know what I mean? It's hard to go wrong there. Question. So I'm not so much of a degenerate that I actually bet on spring training baseball like some people. <laughs> but question for you, can, can you bet on the tie just like, you know, you could in hockey back in the day? No, you could bet on the uh, you could bet on the run line. And I was disappointed today. Uh, I'm not saying that there's not a book out there that probably doesn't. <laughs> but, um, yes, I'm not much of a degenerate. Now, for the record, I'm not betting like six or eight or ten spring training games a day. All right? Yeah. I'm betting on the Dodgers. I've been riding the Dodgers a bit. I'll jump in on in-game totals with spring training. So, if I see if I see there's a bunch of runs early in a game and the in-game total is like 16 and a half or something, like I'll try to jump in. I, I've won a couple of times doing that. So I'll pick my spots. But today I was frustrated. It was just different, man. You know, they held Otani out of the lineup for the first week, essentially. So they saved him for today. It was a Dodgers home game. There was a ton of excitement. Like I said, man, there was more media. There, there was more people than, than an Oakland athletic game. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, it was, no, like, Otani had, like, 100 media people around him after the home run, like, after, like, his press conference, and, you know, it was his debut. So, I knew he was going to hit a home run, bro. I was like, I yeah. couldn't find it. I was like, come on, give, give me give me a prop on this, that Otani hits a home run. And I couldn't yeah, find I, a prop I, on it. Oh, but he's going to hit a home run, I promise you. He'll hit a home run in the opener in Korea. You know he's going deep there. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be juiced up for sure. I remember I was 13 years old when Hideo Nomo came to the Dodgers, and that was kind of crazy. I remember they had a whole uh, media row over there on the side by the Dodger dugout, and I mean we thought that was crazy. Otani's going to make la you know that look like peanuts. Um, just the coverage is absolutely insane. I'm excited. You're excited. All his Dodger fans are excited. I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, can you get odds? I'm sure you could probably get odds on that home run in South Korea, right? Oh, there'll be yeah, there'll be home run odds for for each game, but looking looking ahead here, I do agree the Dodgers and the Braves are good. I think the Dodgers and Braves will be in the World Series. The Braves are legit, right? You know they they're really good. The Phillies are good too. You can't dismiss the Phillies, but the Braves are better than they are. The Central, everyone's selling the Reds this year, but are they, you know what I mean. So to me, I agree with you. It's the Braves and the Dodgers. The American League is always just sort of, you know, it always sort of comes back to Houston or you know, Texas last year. But people are really buying into Baltimore, and I, I don't have a problem buying into Baltimore this year. And we have odds up here, guys. So the exact final forecast for the for the World Series. So the L.A. Dodgers to beat the Houston Astros is 20-1. to 1. 
The Atlanta Braves to beat the Houston Astros is 25 to 1. I don't think the Astros are going to be in the World Series this year. The LA Dodgers to beat the Yankees is 25 to 1. That's the dream World Series for Major League Baseball that hasn't happened yeah. uh, since 1981. Um, Houston Astros to beat the Dodgers is 28 to 1. The Braves to beat the Yankees is 30 to 1. The Astros to beat the Braves is um, 30 to 1. This is the one I'm looking at, Wes. The LA Dodgers to beat the Baltimore Orioles in the World Series. 30 to 1 odds. Man, you wouldn't have said that about three years ago, would you? Yeah, Orioles are coming on strong. They're, well, you, like you'd want 300 team. to 1 odds for that with, with yeah. Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But that's legit. Because, look, the Dodgers, and I, I I got the Dodgers in. I got an odds boost at, like, plus 480 and plus 450s. I know there's, there's like, plus 380s out there, plus 400s. But if you're looking for value, sort of like, and you believe in the Dodgers this year, it's like, all right, who are they going to play? Like, you know, who, they, who do you think they can play and beat in the World Series? And at 30-1, to 1, you know, you could take a couple of teams. So the Dodgers to beat the Baltimore Orioles is plus 3,000, which is 30-1. to 1. The Dodgers to beat the Texas Rangers is 33-1. to 1. The Dodgers yeah. to beat the Blue Jays is 40-1. to 1. And maybe it's wishful thinking that the Blue Jays can break through. They yeah. have the talent to do it, but I don't know if they have the the mental capacity to pull it off, Wes. But the Blue Jays do have a yeah. lot of talent. Yeah, the Mariners are right there. I'm looking at the Mariners have the same odds as the Blue Jays to win the series too, which is kind of crazy also. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, Dodgers to beat the Mariners is 40 to 1. I'm not buying in it. The Mariners are going to make it uh to to the uh to the World Series. But some of the win totals, we've been talking win totals in baseball here the last couple of nights. And we were all in consensus the other night that Arizona goes over 83 and a half. You know, they overachieved last year, but they're going to be good again, right? They won yeah. 90 games. Like, they're going to be good again this year. The division isn't that great. Colorado were terrible. It's not like Arizona were lucky or anything. They have good young players. So Arizona over 83 and a half, we were all in consensus with. Uh, Blue Jays over 87 and a half is too light. I think for the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays get to like 90, 92 every year. And normally they're priced at 92 or something like that. So I think the Blue Jays over, the Dodgers over. We had a guest on earlier tonight, McKinnis, who said he likes the uh, the White Sox to suck this year. Under yeah. 63 and a half for the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Yeah, no, it seems like it's been a lock for the last three years. It's just a terrible team. It's terrible ownership. It's They can't get it together, and it's a tale as old as time. I mean, the White Sox just can't get it together. That whole AL Central is just terrible, to be honest with you. I mean, it's mediocre, but you know one thing that plays against you, you're right. I think the same thing, too, about the White Sox. Like, wow, they, they don't play good teams a lot. But the thing is, every one of those teams in the division, except for Cleveland, who Cleveland just sort of – I don't know how Cleveland do it. They're supposed to be terrible, but they're not, right? They're just sort of average. But, like, Kansas City actually spent money in the offseason, Wes. You know, they, they have young, good players. Yeah. They just paid – they have Bobby Witt Jr. They they paid some pitchers to come in. Like, Kansas City are trying to win at least a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota are good. And, um, and Detroit are pretty good, too. Detroit are going in the right – I'm not saying they're good, but they're going in the right direction. So the White Sox really are just like the the toxic waste of that division. So I could buy in yeah. if they don't get the 64 uh, here. But yeah. 
let's let's check in with the basketball here. So 71-66 right now for the Nevada Wolfpack with 35 seconds remaining. Oh, 71-67. So Colorado State just hit a free throw. They're down by four with 35 seconds left. They're going to have to play the foul game here. And, you know, Wes, I talked about uh, San Diego State and San Jose State. They're, they're in game action here right now. San Diego State are laying 17 and a half points. They're up by 14. I think the Aztecs are going to pull away and win by like 20 plus here in this game. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, what was what was the line on that game? 19 and a half. 19 so and you're half. actually getting value here. Yeah, the Aztecs, you know. Yeah, they're a good team. I think they could probably I think they could probably do it. They're up by 7 at the half. So, like we said at the half, like, they're going to pull away. And here they are right now. They're up by 14 right now. I would expect them to keep going. I need more points in this Nevada-Colorado State game. So, what do you got for us? Some uh, some NBA and some college for tomorrow? Yeah, I do. Actually, I'm taking a look. Um, I was actually looking at the card right now while you were talking to me a second before. But um, the uh, I, like some, I like some SEC action tomorrow. I like Florida tomorrow, Gabe. Um, they're laying 13 against Missouri, but Missouri just really banged up. They really haven't been able to overcome all their injuries this year. They've lost 14 games in a row, and their last 10 games, they're only 3-7 and seven versus the number, so they're just really bad. The oddsmakers really have not caught, uh, caught on to how bad they really are. So they're I like big-time money tomorrow. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. All right, we'll, we'll hit this on the other side. This is sports race. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vancouver Canucks have gone to overtime. Overtime has just started in Vancouver. It's uh, tied at three uh, right now. Uh, both teams, um, you know, you look at the, the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks are trying to hang on to uh, to first place in the Western Conference. They're tied for first overall in the National Hockey League. And the Pittsburgh Penguins are desperate. The Penguins are more desperate for points than the Canucks are. We talked about it earlier 
they should change the format, give uh, three points for a regulation win, two, go three, two, one, as opposed to giving a team a point because teams are just playing to go to overtime. But it's a good bet for all you betters out there. There's just been a ton of these tie games in the National Hockey League, and they pay like plus 325. We talked about it last night with Boston and Seattle. All right, so uh, Sniper West is killing it uh, with us right now. And for the record, we just got lucky. And Colorado State, I told you guys earlier, uh, speaking of overtime, I said Colorado State can come back in this game and maybe set it to overtime like the Utah State game. We gave Utah State, Utah State won. But Colorado State and uh, Nevada now tied at 74, baby. So uh, all of those in-games hit. The over 143.5, the over 146.5, the over 136.5, and and we're on Colorado State plus 4.5. This would be a nice way to end it if uh, they could pull it off. So, uh, Wes, you were saying that you like the uh, the Florida Gators, and I brought up Missouri, terrible against the number this year, just getting lit up on a nightly basis. Yeah, really. As the odds makers just have not caught up to how bad they really are. I mean, you have Florida. Florida's finally ranked, right? They're number twenty-four in the country right now. They're playing very well. They're eight and two in their last ten. They're seven and three against the number in that span. So, unlike Missouri, Florida is actually exceeding odds makers' expectations of how good they really are. And they, you know, have some super impressive wins. They beat Kentucky. They beat Auburn. They beat Georgia twice. Uh, probably should have beaten Alabama and Tuscaloosa a week ago, but they lost in overtime. But these kids, they play very hard for their coach, Todd Golden. And Golden, he was even quoted in the media. He was saying that they need to get a lot better on the offensive glass because they played bandy and they did not crash the boards very well. So their coach kind of got on them. So I think they're going to crash the boards really well, actually, against Missouri. And um, I think they bring a can of whoop-ass, to be honest with you. I think Missouri, like I said before the break, I mean, they're just beat up. They haven't been able to overcome all the injuries. And I just I think Florida runs away with this one, honestly. There, guys, this is pretty crazy, but there are only two teams in college basketball that are worse against the spread than the Missouri Tigers are this year. And that's the Pacific Tigers, so the Tigers uh, are sucking. Pacific are six and twenty-two ATS. Stephen F. Austin are six and nineteen ATS, and Missouri are seven and twenty. So Missouri have only covered twenty-five point nine percent of the time. We should note Old Dominion are right there with them at twenty-five. They're tied uh, with them. Old Dominion twenty-five point nine percent. I hate to admit it, but the Michigan Wolverines are eight and twenty against the spread. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking a lot, Wes. And or not enough, actually, about them, but maybe that's a good thing because they keep covering. But the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 23-4 and four ATS uh, on the season. They're in action. But um, what else are you looking at besides the, uh, the Florida Gators tomorrow? Well, I'll tell you what. I kind of like Louisville tomorrow. They're catching a boatload of points. They're catching 20 points against Duke. Um, so Duke is right behind UNC. For the lead in the ACC. The ACC is down in general. I get that. But, you know, Duke, they're a game and a half behind UNC. And they play UNC also on March 9th. That's looming. Um, also, you have the Filipowski issue with him being injured because the whole court storming thing. And I'm I'm sure that you can go on for about an hour about this whole court storming thing. We can, That's a whole nother conversation. But he's questionable to play tomorrow. Um, regardless of whether he plays or not, I just think Louisville can hang tough because – They're in last place in the ACC. It's been a forgetful season, but this is their Super Bowl of sorts. I mean, they don't really play anybody after Duke, 
and these teams played in Louisville earlier this year. Duke only won by 14. I get that Duke's at home now, but they're laying 20. And Duke has Virginia on deck, and Virginia's nipping at the Blue Devils' heels. Uh, they're in third place right behind Duke in the ACC, so Duke has to be up big time for that game. So why would they really care or expend a bunch of energy versus Louisville tomorrow night and lay the hammer down, right? It's just a look-ahead spot for Duke, really, and I get they might be mad off the Wake Forest loss, too, but they have way bigger fish to fry than the Cardinals. You just put it together. I like Louisville. You know what's funny about the whole court storming thing? So, I mean, I get it. There's things I like about storming the court. It's cool in college basketball. But here's the deal. Wake Forest was favored. I mean, you don't storm the court if you're favored to win the game, in my opinion. I mean, if you're a big dog or it's a dramatic win. and But when you're favored, you can't storm the court. That should be rule number one, right? I agree with you. And I don't have a problem with storming the court either, but it should be done in limited situations and not in regular season situations and not when you're a favorite, like you said. I mean, like, what does that say about you? You're that happy you beat Duke? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like what, Duke means that much to you? Duke aren't even like the best team in the country. All right, like I got, you know, like I don't have a problem with it. You know, end of the season, you win the conference championship game. You know, the the rivalry, like Michigan fans or Ohio State fans run on the field after Auburn, Alabama. What, you know what I mean? The rivalry games, I get it. But it's out of control. And they should make sure that the visiting team gets out of there first. Yeah. You just tell the it. kids, listen, we will arrest you for trespassing unless you shut up and wait until we tell you it's all right. Yeah. It won't kill everyone to wait 10 seconds, all right, to make yeah, sure that I the get team it. gets off the field or court. Like, yeah. have security, point blank. Have the visiting team provide the security and say, listen, when this game's over, you get our team off the court fast and whatever. And then you let your jackass fans do whatever the hell they want to do. <laughs> yeah. How, how about how about the players and coaches going into the stands rather than the people in the stands coming out on the court? How about that? You flip the script on everybody right there. <laughs> well, I wonder where don't worry that um, that happened before, and it was called the malice at the palace. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't it didn't that didn't end well. But tomorrow's an interesting night. Um, college bass. We had Auburn and Tennessee. Um, Tennessee are six and a half point favorites in this game. The total is one fifty two uh, in that one. As Wes mentioned, uh, Duke are up to minus twenty right now. Actually, against Louisville, the total is one fifty one. Uh, and a half. Providence and Marquette in action. Marquette are like 10 and a half uh, to Providence uh, for you degenerates out there. Wisconsin, Green Bay and Cleveland State. <laughs> little little uh, horizon uh, action for you. We talked about the Minnesota uh, Golden Gophers. They've been covering uh, numbers like crazy uh, this year. They're getting 11 and a half on the road against uh, Illinois. So we got a million games you mentioned Virginia. Virginia are plus two against Boston College tomorrow, actually. Uh, a total of 126 and a half in that one. The Beavers are getting 12. Oh, we got Arizona and Arizona State tomorrow night, too. It's a little yeah. rivalry night tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking at this Bama game. Too. I'm really on it, but you got to think they're ticked about that Kentucky performance, right? They got, you know, they're going to Ole Miss, laying six and a half. They might be mad. They might come out and, uh, like I said before, bring a can of whoop-ass to Mississippi, honestly. I think there'll be points in this game. I'm, I'm going to pull the trigger yeah. on the over uh, yeah, of that one. Brings, they always score. Alabama can score with the best of them, that's for sure. 
NBA tonight was kind of light tonight. There were a couple of a wild game with the Dallas Mavericks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Looking at the yeah. NBA card uh, overnight, the Dallas Mavericks are two-and-a-half-point road favorites, and this is catching up to them. They played a lot of games. This is going to yeah. be like their fifth fifth game in seven nights, I believe, now tomorrow Absolutely. night because I heard them take them today. It was four and six tonight, so I think it's five and seven tomorrow. It was a crazy wild game. Anyone to watch the game tonight, man, you saw one thing about Luca. He's an amazing player. He's awesome. His conditioning, bro, like he was like, he looked like he was going to pass out. He was like going to collapse yeah. at the game tonight. So quick turnaround. The Raptors had the night off, and the Raptors are actually playing their best basketball right now, guys. They have a good team chemistry going with the guys after all these million trades that they made. They're finally settling in with the, their unit. They've won three in a row. They're trying to play back. Like, they're not trying to tank. They're trying to play themselves back into the into the play-in tournament and stuff. I think the Raptors are actually live again. And it wouldn't surprise me here, guys. This is overnight speculative gambling here, but it wouldn't surprise me if some if Kyrie or Luka don't even play tomorrow. And it's not announced yet, but it totally wouldn't shock yeah. me. So I think you're going to, you know, and then suddenly the Raptors are going to be favored. That's something that sort of catches my eye there. We've got the Lakers and the Clippers tomorrow night, too. The Clippers are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Lakers. What, what are your thoughts on the NBA card tomorrow? Well, I'm glad you asked because I have thoughts on both of these games, actually. So, yeah, it is. It's a tough spot for the Mavs, 100%. They're coming off the heartbreaker tonight. Uh, Struess hitting the three-quarter court shot, and that was a swish, might I add, too, to add some insult to injury. Um, you know, they busted Dallas' dreams, but, you know, Dallas heads to We the North. They're facing a Raptor team fresh off a pizza party, by the way. And they're playing quite well, too. And, you know, Toronto, they've won three straight. They played really well. Their offensive and defensive net ratings in that three-game span are very, very good. And I think they get up for Dallas here. They're catching three at home, like you said. Uh, Maybe no Kyrie. Maybe no Luka. Could happen. Dallas could be gassed and a little deflated from last night, honestly. And also keep in mind, Dallas has the Celtics on deck after this game, too. So they could be looking ahead. They might not really care about the Raptors, to be honest with you. It is a little scary, though, because Dallas has lost two in a row, so I get that it's a little scary to go against them. But I think Toronto's turned the corner a little bit here, you know, in the twilight of the season. I like the Raptors. I think they're active, like you said. I'm going to go ahead and tell you about the Clippers and the Lakers because I, uh, I have a thought on that game, too. So, And by the way, I, I don't know if you knew this or not, but since the 99-2000 season, these teams have, you know, occupied occupied the same locker rooms right down the hall from each other, right? They shared Staples Center, and now they share Crypto.com. It's been called the Hallway Series, after all, for quite a long time. But this will be the last time the Clippers host the Lakers at Staples or the Crypt or whatever you want to call it, because the Clippers are opening their new arena next year over by LAX, which I have actually driven by, and it looks spectacular. Um, But the Clippers, they haven't played their best ball lately. Um, There's no Paul George. I get that. There's a knee issue. But the Clippers are really deep. They, they beat Memphis and Golden State as of late, but their other games, they, they got blown out. They got blown out by the Kings. They got blown out by OKC. They got blown out by Minnesota. So for a team with some championship aspirations, I mean, they got to turn it on here if they want to climb the standings in the West. The West is tough, man. They're in fourth place currently in the West. And, you know, you keep in mind the Clips have the Wizards town next, so it's not like they're going to overlook the Lakers, right? And they're going to get off for the Lakers. It's for bragging rights. It's the last time they, you know, both call Staples or the Crypt home. I think they're going to be 100% focused here. And I think they play really well, even without Paul George. And I think that, once again, 
for lack of a better word, they bring a can of whoop ass to downtown LA and I think they get a big win. I'm going to lay the three and a half with the Clippers. Um, I like the Clippers and I like the Raptors tomorrow. Hey, maybe throw them in a teaser, parlay them together. You never know. You might make some money tomorrow. So Lakers and Raptors. Um, good job. Uh, where can people find you online? You can find me at picks and parlays, the, the number one sports consulting uh, website in the business. And uh, my Twitter is at the sniper picks and I have a YouTube channel at sniper picks. Uh, and I uh, want to say thanks for having me on once again, Gabe. Go Dodgers. I know you're a fan too. And uh, I know you'll be watching. I'm going to, I'm going to look for those ties in spring training. See if we can uh, find a book. That <laughs> There's not too many. I, I know you them, love so. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the big odds. So yeah, Lakers, Lakers are getting three and a half here. I'll tell you what, the the Clippers have uh, dominated the Lakers over the years, but the Lakers have won two of the last three. But uh, you think the Clip Show get it done. Thanks, Wes. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk and television coming to a close. We're into the three-minute warning. I can't believe it really did fly by uh, tonight. I wanted to get to Ryan Poles and... Didn't interview uh, Bears general manager. He did a couple of interviews, but it was telling in one of them that he did, in which he kind of he almost he got emotional, which he said, you know, I try to have a close relationship with our players, and I try to be upfront with them, and I love Justin Fields, and whatever we do, I want to make a decision that's best for him and do it quickly, you know, in, in the best interest. And then he goes on to say, but it's a business, and. You don't have to be an FBI um, linguist expert or body language expert to figure out, you know, where he was going with this, in which Justin Fields, and we all know this, all right, Justin Fields is getting dealt everybody, all right, Caleb Williams is going to be taken, um, although who knows, right, I mean, God, you know, in, in this world, um, who knows what the hell is going to happen, but I think that the Bears want Caleb Williams and... But Justin Fields, remember, he, so he, he took he took the Bears off social media. But tonight, Justin Fields 
his manager posted a video of Fields in a kitchen. And it's literally just Justin Fields in a kitchen. He's not wearing a shirt. He's wearing a pair of jeans. But, like, he's celebrating. But it's it's one of those sort of uh, cryptic type of things. Like, there's no meaning to it. So he could say tomorrow that, oh, I was celebrating DeMar DeRozan's 360. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, looks like a video type of dude that just won a parlay or something. Like, he celebrated. He's, like, fist pumping. And, and he, jumped, he jumped up and down and he fist pumped in, in the kitchen. I don't know. It seems to me, like I said, once, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make too much of this, but I think he probably knows he's getting dealt and he's like, yeah, he's motivating himself. I have a new beginning. I'm going to be a Raider, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, you know, he knows he's thinking where he's going to end up and stuff. Speaking of which, maybe he will end up being a Raider. I don't think the Falcons make too much sense. Nothing in the NFL ever makes sense. Like, I, I'm not sure he's going to end up on the Falcons. To be continued. Other night, you're on your own. Later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.